0: I just want to first off say i'm so honored and humbled to be here speaking in front of you guys i just want to thank pastor terry miss angel pastor bill and miss emily for giving me this opportunity um so i'm going to talk for a couple minutes um the last couple times i've preached i've talked for like 40 minutes i'm not going to do that today 10 15 minutes um before i get started i am going to ask pastor terry or miss angel one of y'all to hold this pen and if i talk too fast i want you to throw it at me as hard as you can okay I'm click it we'll then <laughs> throw it. whatever you got to do okay but um, basically if you don't know me, my name's Caden McDonald. I'm a senior at Hillcrest High School. I've part of Faith Renewed for a long time, but um I'm just going to talk about what the Lord's really been revealing to me. I know he's been speaking so much to all of us. He's just been moving in mighty ways. We're seeing salvations take place, deliverance take place, freedom, healing, baptisms of the Holy Spirit. And I just believe the Lord's not done. I think this is just the beginning of what he has for faith renewed. But um, I was not sure. Pastor Bill did not tell us a few weeks ago. He told us like Wednesday night, by the way. But um, that was a few days. But um, the way... the. <laughs> The way he worded it it was like it was, um, he said something he was like if you could only preach one more message the last message you'll ever preach what are you going to speak on and i was like i don't know so i prayed and i was asking god to reveal it to me and he gave me this dream And in the dream it was this group of young people i've never seen before and they were around this fire pit but it was empty like no flame but there was a bunch of chains that they had taken off and put in the fire and they go these this one girl said these chains aren't on us anymore what do we do next and then the next guy this guy that was standing next to her said we call on the holy spirit and literally in the dream a white dove lands on the chains and the chains got ignited and they burnt out. So that's where I'm going to speak on. I'm going to be talking about walking in freedom and in fire, because you know that God's calling us to be free. He's calling us to be burning ones for him. We can't be lukewarm. We can't be cold or disinterested. And the way the world is right now, he doesn't need people that are bound. He needs people that are on fire, because the world needs to see the fire burning in you, because like fire, fire spreads, and that fire needs to spread around the world. And if you've been set free, You know what it's like. You know the joy. You know the joy that Jesus brings when you've been set free. You know the feeling when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and are set on fire that you can't help but see other people be filled. You can't help but go and preach the gospel and want to see people just set free, saved, delivered. Oh, and I do like to walk around a lot when I speak. I just want to let you guys know. But, um, you know, you can't help but see that. And it's like for me, and I've talked to a bunch of other people, when I experienced Jesus set me free and deliver me, it was like this hunger for God unlocked. It was like something I had never experienced before. When I experienced that freedom, I couldn't help but go after God and want to burn for him. And I just want to let you know, Jesus wants you to be set free. He wants you to be set free. John 8.36 says this. I'm reading out of the NLT. Just so you guys know. But it says, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. Come on. That is good news right there. That means Jesus has set you free. Come on. Pornography, sexual sin, homosexuality, all that confusion can't be a hindrance in your life anymore. Come on. Depression, anxiety, fear, pride, all this shame and guilt can't be a hindrance in your life anymore. Because Jesus has set you free. Come on. Look upon Jesus. His freedom, power. By the blood you are set free. It doesn't matter how long you've been in it, how long you've been struggling with it, how long it's been tormenting. In your mind the blood of jesus is still enough it was enough two thousand years ago and it is enough right now to set you free come on if you're struggling he wants you to be set free he's calling you to freedom he is calling you to get delivered those chains cannot stay on you anymore let today be the day that you are free forever and ever and you can walk in a new joy a new joy for jesus so my first point my first point is um it says jesus is calling you to freedom He's calling us to freedom. He's calling us to walk in complete freedom. So I'm just going to ask you guys to repeat something after I say it. Say, I choose to walk in freedom. Say freedom one more time. There you go. See, you guys just declared it, so now you can't turn back. you got to walk in that freedom. Come on. I just want to let you guys know, when you say something, there's authority in your voice. The book of Joshua talks about God told them to raise their voice, and the walls of Jericho came crashing down. So you can raise your voice and see the walls come crashing down in your life. Man, Jesus is so good. You know, God is so good. Man. But um, I just believe this as well that we are in a Psalms chapter twenty four hour. If you're familiar with Psalms chapter twenty four, it says, "Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Those with clean hands, pure hearts, no idols and no deceits." What well, that's saying is we're called to climb the mountain, and go after God. That means we got to trash anything that isn't of God, so we can go higher and go after God. Come on, the idols that we've built up in our life, we got to trash. The sin we got to trash. The bondage we got to trash. The self approval of others we got to trash because it's not about anybody else. It's about Jesus. We are called to glorify his name and lead others to his kingdom so we can't let anything get in our way from us doing that all right well you know that's all i got for point one so (laughs) jesus is calling you to freedom Yeah, I'm used to talking a lot longer, so it was short, but Jesus is calling you to freedom, you know? So choose freedom, because I'm telling you from a personal testimony, you can ask so many people, it's better. If you see people worshiping and they're jumping around, they're dancing, they're on their face crying on the floor, that's not weird, that's not hype. That's because they've experienced the freedom Jesus has gotten, and they can't help but go after him. That's what Jesus is calling you to live in. He's calling us to live in freedom, that divine encounter we have with him to be completely set free. Second and final point, Um, Jesus is calling you to be on fire for him. You know, once we've tasted that freedom, the next thing we need to do is allow Jesus to fill us with the fire. The Holy Spirit to come inside of us and fill us up. You see, because when you're set free, like I said, you have that hunger to go after God. And that, that fire of God is the only thing that can satisfy that hunger. Come on, when you're filled with that fire, you're burning. Come on, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's when you're called to go and advance his kingdom. You have the authority by the power of the Holy Spirit to go and see other people saved, see other people delivered, see other people healed. See other people filled. It's that fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire. I love that, the fire. That's so heavy on my heart. But um, Matthew 3.11 says, I'm reading out of um, NLT again for this. That's all my verses. But it says, um, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And with fire, that fire. So you see, we've repented from our sins. We've turned to Jesus, and now the Holy Spirit is inside of us. We let Him fill us, and we can't help but burn. You know, it might look crazy. I know Noah's ran around a couple times here. You know, you know, I I can't. I I hurt my knee on the stage, but you know, He's. It's not. The problem with the world today is so many people see it as hype, but it's not hype. It's revelation because we've encountered Jesus. We've encountered Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but just walk in that fire. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. The word says we need to be freshly baptized daily. So every day when you wake up, say, God, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh with that fire. Fill me afresh with that fire. Let our fire burn so bright that other people that are around us can't help but catch fire themselves. That's what we need to do. We need to allow God to burn us so bright that we get filled with the Holy Spirit daily that our old lifestyle, even if we were on fire, looks so complacent to the new lifestyle that we are in with Jesus. Hebrews 12, 29 says this. It says, God is a devouring fire. Other translations say consuming fire. That means when we are consumed by his fire it consumes every bit of us we are no longer lukewarm cold disinterested living for the world because the fire of god is the only satisfaction that means the world doesn't interest in us anymore we don't have any desire to sin we don't have desire to be bound anymore because we've tasted the fire from heaven we've tasted that all-consuming fire that god is and we can't help but jump into the flame daily that all-consuming fire of the flame of god this pastor at the ramp, his name is Samuel Bentley, if some of you are familiar with him. He says it like this. It's the all-consuming fire of God that causes the sin, causes the bondage, causes the chains, and the addictions to be burned out forever. Because when you're filled with that fire of God, it burns out everything else. If you're filled fully, that means everything else is burned out. There's nothing that can stay because the fire of God is stronger than everything else. Yeah, okay. All right, this next part. I'm going to share my testimony of what God's done in my life. I'm going to try to keep it quick, and if I cry, it might happen. I'm just going to say. But um, basically, you guys, if you were here at First Service, we came to Faith Renewed when I was young. I remember um, I gave my life to Jesus and Faith Kids. Um, I kind of did it out of fear because I didn't want to go to hell. If we're being real, I did not want to. (laughs) I, I was scared, but I still gave my life to Jesus. I always had a desire to see people know Jesus like when I went to school, I wasn't really walking like I lived for Jesus, you know. I've heard people say it, Sunday saint, Monday ain't type of deal. That's what I was doing even at a young age, but I remember the older I got, I just kept seeing Jesus do works in other people's lives, and I never saw it happen in my life, and I felt felt so broken, but I realized that my faith wasn't in Jesus. My faith was in the world, and I couldn't rely on Jesus to do something for me if I wasn't putting my full faith in him. And then there's a lot of sin in this world into my eighth grade year I was exposed to a pornographic image started a two and a half year addiction to pornography man that made me feel so broken man every week I was just like man I wish I could be set free why am I still struggling with this why am I so broken why am I so addicted because I wasn't filled with the fire of God I realize that now I didn't allow that fire to burn that out I didn't give it to Jesus I didn't get a revelation of what his blood really does his blood sets you free if you're struggling his blood sets you free his blood can set you free he will set you free whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved that means you can be saved from whatever you're struggling with right now because you called on the name of the Lord but I remember I was struggling for so long Yeah, it was awful. Like, I'm just going to let you know, it was the worst thing ever. I was addicted. I was broken. I thought there was no way out. I remember coming to church, and they would preach on it, and, you know, I got knots in my stomach when they preached on sexual sin because, you know what that's called? Conviction. If you feel conviction when someone gives you a message, don't wait to answer to the call. If there's an altar call for freedom and you're struggling, answer that call. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because when you experience that freedom, there's a joy. Oh, there is a joy when you experience the freedom that God gives. There is such a joy, but I remember it was the like I think it was January first twenty twenty Pastor Bill gives a message on sexual sin. That was the first time I realized that I couldn't be living with that anymore. But I was so afraid to answer the call because I had all this fear of man on me. I was so afraid of being judged for what I was struggling with. I was so afraid that I would not look like the good kid anymore because everybody said I was such a good kid and they were proud of me and I thought all that would go away. I was so selfish about what I looked like that I didn't answer the call to freedom. Struggled for a long time after that. The one time it was the um, 2021 Good Friday worship night, Papa Louie got on the stage. He goes, doesn't matter how long you've been struggling, don't struggle anymore. Jesus is calling you to freedom. And literally my entire body started shaking, and I didn't answer the call. <sighs> Regret. <laughs> Regret. That's all I can say. But then we find out we're going to the ramp in 2021. I had been there before, right before I fell into this addiction, and I knew, I, I knew that I uh, that. I wasn't gonna stay addicted, but I didn't want to admit that. So I did what I thought I should do. I forced myself not to watch pornography for two weeks. Thought I was free, so I could say if they did a call, I'm free, I'm good. I didn't watch it for two weeks. We get there Thursday night. They talk about a message about climbing the mountain of the Lord. You gotta get rid of everything to climb the mountain of God. And I was like, Yeah, maybe I do gotta get rid of this if I wanna go after God. I knew what I was supposed to be doing. But wasn't doing it next morning they did an altar call second session july 23rd 2021 they do an altar call for you to get free of torment in your mind fear so i answer the call to get set free from fear and i thought maybe if i could get set free from fear maybe i wouldn't be afraid to answer an altar call when they did it for sexual sin and pornography for me to get set free so i remember i answered the altar call for fear i get set free i feel the fear leave I feel this joy. I stand up to go back with my youth group. And Miss Karen Wheaton gets on the microphone and she says, aren't you tired of being bound by pornography? Aren't you tired of being addicted? Aren't you tired of living in that brokenness and that shame and that guilt and that feeling of hopelessness? And she says, if you're tired, come to this altar right now. So literally, I was standing right there. I'm walking back, okay? I literally do a full 360 and fall to my face, and I'm weeping for an hour. I am weeping, asking God to set me free. I'm repenting. And in the instant that Jesus set me free, I felt his presence like never before. I could feel the chains be loose off of me. I could feel the freedom power from Jesus. Come on, he can set you free in an instant. In an instant, he can set you free, and I felt him set me free, and I had such a hunger, like I said, because when I was bound, it would be like the bondage is here, and Jesus is that way, but I had that encounter with God, and then I go back, but when that was officially off of me, I just didn't stop. I just kept going. I kept going because there was nothing holding me back from going after God. He can do that to each and every one of you. Those chains don't have to hold you. Those chains don't have to hold you. Jesus can hold you. We are bound to Jesus and Jesus alone, not sin, not the world, not bondage. But he set me free in an instant. It's been almost two years I've been free from pornography. July 23rd will mark two years of freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, and then I didn't know what was next. I was like, I've been set free. What's next? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. They do this call. I had no idea what it meant. I thought it was just like when you go into the water, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I thought that was the only thing. But I remember they're like, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, um, and then they just kept saying all this stuff, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want some of that. I don't know what that is, but I want it. I want Jesus to fill me. So we pray, and then I fall to the ground after this guy prays on me. Some of the faith students are familiar with this man. Um, this guy was praying over everybody. He, I swear, he was anointed because if he if he prayed over you, you hit the floor. And then you know Noah fell on top of me after that, but uh, it really hurt. But I remember I was filled with the fire of God. I had this burning desire to be with Jesus because the fire of God burns out everything else. And when I felt that fire, I knew that I was free forever because the Holy Spirit fire burnt everything else out. It burned out the sin, it burned out the bondage. That feeling of shame and guilt was burnt forever. You know, a verse that's been so heavy on me lately, Exodus 15, 21, for the horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea. Come on, God is taking us out of Egypt. He is drowning that in the water. Don't go back to Egypt, go to the promised land because the horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea that sin and bondage that used to hold on to you has been drowned into the sea he's calling you to freedom and to be on fire for him and i encountered that fire i remember i was having a conversation with another person we were just like man god changed our lives like we can't we can't stand to see people we know still be addicted and still be bound I'm telling you, when you're filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with that freedom that only Jesus can bring, you're burdened. You're burdened to see people you know encounter that. You're burdened to see that. I just want to let you know Jesus loves you so much. 2,000 years ago when he got up on that cross it was for this moment if you're struggling, he's calling you to be free. He is calling you to be free and advance his kingdom. Oh Jesus, we just thank you for being so good. We thank you for loving us so much, God. I just pray that you will loose your freedom and delivering power right now. Oh, we command every sin to break in the name of Jesus. Oh, we declare that we have been blood bought by you, Jesus. Oh, allow us to be sold out, Jesus, that we will be sold out for you, Jesus. Sold out for you, Jesus, that nothing else can satisfy. Nothing else satisfies. I was praying the other night and I heard God saying He was going to raise up Faith Renewed to be like Daniel's and David's, hungry for Jesus, hungry for you, God hungry for the real thing. God is not a counterfeit. He loves you so much. Jesus, allow us to be sold out for you. Loose your freedom, Lord. Loose your fire, Lord. Oh, we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's all I got. Um, thank you guys so much. I love all of you guys, but more importantly, God loves all of you guys so much.
1: Okay, so I just think it's awesome how the Lord works because when Adam started singing about shifting and then dad went up there and talked about shifting and that's exactly what I'm talking about because that's what the Lord's placed on my heart. So the two words that God's placed on my heart is consecrating and shifting. And he, he, he like told me like it was just crazy. He said God is wanting to bring a consecration to our heart so he can bring a shift to, to our church, a shift to your spirit, a shift to your life. So I want to start with the definition of consecration. If Some of you guys don't know what it means. And it means to declare or make something sacred. So God is wanting to declare our, he wants us to declare our hearts for the Lord. He wants us to make our hearts sacred for him. So my first point is heart posture. In Ezekiel 36, 20, verse 26, it says, And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out the stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, God, why do you want me to talk about the heart, consecrating the heart? Why not like the eyes or, or ears or whatever it is? And he, because he said, because it begins with a heart posture. First, you have to have a heart posture that's up on the Lord and all those things will follow. Because when you have a heart posture that's on the Lord, you won't want to look at those things anymore. You won't want to feel those things anymore. You won't you don't want to hear those things anymore. So it starts with a heart posture. And it also starts with seeking where our heart posture is at now. Is it on our friends? Is it on ourselves? Is it on our families? So we have to seek and ask God where our heart posture is now. See, when we have a heart posture that's set up on the Lord, just like Ezekiel says, he's going to take that stone, that hardened heart, the hardened heart towards the Lord, the hardened heart towards other. He's going to take it out and give you a heart of flesh so you can feel and experience the real tangible God. Well, we must be consecrated that's the thing we must be consecrated to have a heart of flesh to have a heart that is seeking after him and that comes with my second point cleansing cleansing to become consecrated so if we go back to ezekiel 26 the verse right before that says then i will sprinkle clean water on you and i will clean you your filth will be washed away and no longer will you worship idols so Ezekiel is talking about the cleansing that must happen before God gives you a heart of flesh. See, he says we must be cleansed. We must be cleansed by God. We must loosen the hardness that we have on our hearts towards God, towards other, before God can give us the heart of flesh, before God can give us the heart and the desire that he has caused us, us into. When God's you, called you into a season of cleansing, into a season of getting rid of stuff, I just came out of a season of cleansing. It's been the best thing ever. But... <laughs> But when God has called you out of a season of cleansing, He's preparing your heart to be consecrated and to preparing your heart for a shift that's coming within your spirit. See, that's why I think deliverance is such a huge deal and it's such a thing that Christians need to go through and shout out to the ladies up in this church, because they be they be going, hey, on them um devils. But um, that's why I think it's such a that's why I think it's such a, um, an important task that us Christians need to go through, need to walk through, need to experience, because how are you supposed to devote all your heart to God? How are you supposed to give everything to God and have your heart all sought out for God when there's something else that is occupying it? If you have like, if you have these evil spirits, or if there's anxiety and there's fear, that's always going to be in the back of your mind. So how are you going to give your whole heart and all devotion and everything? to Make your heart sacred to God. If you're having these things still kept within you, your spirit. That's why God is calling you into deliverance because deliverance gets rid of those things. Deliverance calls those things out by name and they must leave in Jesus name. (laughs) That's why I think it is such a big deal. That is such a big deal. That we listen to God and we ask God, we ask the Holy Spirit just to reveal things to you, just to reveal. And that's how I started my cleansing season was I asked God to reveal things to me, to reveal. And he will, he will reveal every single thing that is holding you back from getting your heart cleansed, holding you back from consecrating your heart. And one thing that God spoke is shifting can be scary, like a shift that's coming, the shift that God wants us to come. See, and the reason it can be scary is because sometimes moving, sometimes shifting from season to season, sometimes, you know, doing new things can be uncomfortable, can be can be a little scary but God has not called us into a life of comfort like if you look at all the Apostles all the people in the Bible they were never comfortable they were never comfortable they were always tormented and always like hated on just because they love Christ so but they had to have a shift in their heart and they had to have a consecration in their heart that says I don't care what I look like I don't care what I feel like but I'm gonna give my heart totally to God I'm gonna decree that my heart is for the Lord I'm gonna decree that I'm gonna be all sold out for God that my heart is divided Voted, that my heart is a sacred place where the Lord can dwell that's what it needs to be you need to become like some of us may have a relationship with God but make the relationship sacred where nothing and no one can come in between you and Christ that is a relationship where he's looking at you and you're looking at him make that sacred relationship with him <laughs> and Another thing that the Lord talked to me was about how He wants to shift us because He wants to take us out of out of the place that we're in now. I'm not saying the place that we're in now is bad. Like, look what just happened. Like, that was awesome. But God's saying there's so much more for us to experience. There's so much more for us to um. Be- to walk into, I truly believe God said He wants to take us to another heavenly realm. And I, when I was um, reading my notes last night, that word, just heavenly realm, heavenly realm, just came to me because He's really wanting to take us to another heavenly realm to open up the heavens up on this church, open up the heavens up on us. Like, Miss Nord said this yesterday, but God, it's, and it's, in the, it's biblical, but God wants to take us up to the throne with him and have our eyes locked on the king, have our hearts locked on the king, and that's what it starts with consecrating your heart, that you have to say, God, I'm giving my heart to you, I'm giving all that I am to you, I'm giving every single piece of me, and that also starts with your identity, though, because if your identity is not found in God, if your identity is found in this world, then you, ha- you cannot give your heart to God. If you're your identity is on something like that's one, one of my favorite verses in Matthew and I know everyone talks about it but how he built his house on sand and the storm came and it blew but he built his house on the rock he built his house on God and the storm came in and it withheld and that's so true because when we have our our foundation when we have our, our trust in our relationship with God built on the rock built on the thing that would never fail that's when we can give our hearts to God and that's when we can build up our relationship with God and say God I'm giving you my heart I decree my heart is for you I decree that my life is for you. Whatever it looks like, it may be uncomfortable because shifting can be scary, but it may look uncomfortable. It may seem uncomfortable. It may look weird to the people around me, but that's when we have to, we just have to get to this point. Sometimes I feel like a Christian and God's still getting me to this point that we don't care. Like we just have to get to a point where we don't care what the world says, that we just don't care what the world has, the world feels towards us, that we just don't care. And trust me, it was so hard in high school not caring what people thought. I remember my freshman in sophomore. I used to like try to wear all the cute clothes and everything like that and wear like all this stuff but most days I go to school like this jeans and a t-shirt like because I don't care anymore what people think about me and I don't care like how people perceive me I just want them to know that if someone's gonna meet me you know they're gonna meet Jesus too that's all I care about is that people see the father through me and they don't see the things they don't see the things of the world through me they see just the father through me not the things of this world And so, to begin this process, like I said, just keep repeating myself, but it's okay. But to begin this process is the consecration. To begin this process is the moment when we lock eyes with God. To begin this process, to begin the shift, because... God is going to consecrate our hearts. God is going to take our hearts. But the thing is, God will do that, but we have to make the statement and say, God, take my heart. It's just like with deliverance. Like, God's not a rude God that's going to come in and do everything, because like, he will. But, you know, you have to say it out loud. Say, God, I want this God, or say, God. But we have to say, for our hearts to be consecrated, God. I want my heart to be consecrated, God. I want my heart, I decree my heart to you, God. God, I decree everything that I am, God. I decree my life, I decree my family, my friends, all my relationships, but my heart, Jesus, set my heart posture upon you, God, so I can see the world how you see the world, and I can see the things of this world, and I can see the things that you need need me to see. So a shift will follow a consecrated heart. A shift will follow a heart that's going after God. A shift will follow a heart that's full out for God. A shift will follow a heart that's crying out for God. See, things don't just happen like this when there's when there's no place to usher in the presence. But when we usher in the presence of God, you know, deliverance breaks out, salvations break out. These things break out because we have ushered in the presence and given him room to come into our hearts. So that's one big thing that I ask you today Is your heart consecrated for God? Is your heart sold out for God? do Do you decree that your heart is for God no matter what comes, no matter what happens in your life, no matter what storm came, but you're built on that solid foundation. You are built on that rock that says, my heart is decreed. It's for the Lord. So just ask yourself, is my heart decreed for the Lord? Is my heart consecrated for the Lord? Is my heart sold out? Just think if something bad was to happen, would I still be on fire for God the same as I was before that thing happened? So just ask yourself, of that before. <laughs> oh gosh, I have a lot more in my notes. I didn't realize. <laughs> but um, and one thing that this is like kind of the scary part, I guess, that God's talking to me about. But I have to speak because He gave it to me. But um, He said some people will miss the shift because their heart is not sold out for God, and. And I know that can sound scary to hear, but God's saying like you guys know the time, the urgency of the time right now, the urgency of the time right now for us Christians to be sharing the gospel. But God's saying, I need to prepare my people for their hearts that have already been consecrated. I need to prepare my people now. I need to prepare my people now so I can take them to that ne- to the next heavenly realm so I can take them through that shifting season. But he's saying, I need to prepare my people now. I need to prepare my people now. And I even asked God, I was like, how is a, how is a shift supposed to happen when, when people don't have their hearts on God? And that's what God's saying he said he, he said he's been waiting he's been preparing he's been waiting and he's been preparing for our hearts to be set up on him first before he comes before he comes because he wants as many hearts to be to be um consecrated for him so he can have this shift coming but God has to come eventually and not everyone's hearts will be consecrated for him so that's why God truly I know he wanted me to speak this word today is to get your heart consecrated for the Lord get your heart consecrated for God and the shift so you won't miss the shift that is coming because you may look and be like why is that person acting like that or what's happening what's happening it's because you missed the shift because your heart was not consecrated on God so just ask yourself is my heart consecrated is my is my heart do I decree it to the Lord every aspect every fiber of my body do I give it to the Lord because that's what he's asking today is for your heart that's what he's asking today is for your heart for him to just want you but let, know this it's not too late now it's not too late for your heart to be consecrated it's not too late for your heart to be totally sold out for God and it's not too late because he's a gracious loving father that will come and get you no matter what you've done no matter how far you've gone but he still wants you to consecrate your heart after he's gotten you after he's picked you up so I want to end with this it's not too late for consecration or salvation and if you have neither I really encourage you to come up to the altar and get and get saved get consecrated whatever it is but seek your heart and seek what God is wanting for you
2: Come on as we close tonight tonight <laughs> Yeah It's been a long day Man That's like You feel like you've been dumped on by the Lord, right? Come on. I want to share something in closing just quickly. Because they both preached superb messages and you can hear their passion, sense their passion. For the presence of God in everyone's life. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, since we have also such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, and they both touched on this, they said this, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And there are some people in this room that are struggling with sin issues today. You may not have even received Jesus as Savior yet. You may be walking without him, and you heard the urgency in both of them as they spoke this morning for a need for salvation. And God is calling you this morning. As I said in the first service, I'll say it again: you're not here by accident, you're here on purpose. God sees you where you are, God sees how you're entangled, God sees your addictions, God sees your lifestyles, God sees what you're gone through. And at this moment, right now, God is saying to you, Listen, I'm talking to you. You need me. You need me. Today is your day of salvation, is what the Lord says. He says, So lay aside those things, but you're here today and you're a believer. And you struggle moving forward. You struggle getting closer to God. You struggle because of hang-ups, because of these sins that so easily beset you. As if both of them have so clearly defined that they had to lay those things beside them, get rid of those things so they could pursue and climb the mountain of God, amen? And that is the daily walk. That is the walk for the believer. I tell the kids in the youth group all the time, excuse me, student ministry back there, it's easy to go to hell. It's easy to go to hell, trust me, it's so easy, but it's hard, it takes a saint, it takes a warrior, it takes a devoted person of God. That's why Jesus says that straight and narrow is the path that leads to life and few follow it. But wide is the road that leads to death and destruction, but many are on it. And so you're here this morning, Jesus says this, lay that sin aside, but he says, run with endurance the race that's set before you. And this is the key, keeping your eyes on Jesus the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him endured a cross and despised the shame and sat down at the right hand of God's throne. So you have a heavenly father this morning that sent his son on purpose for you. It was not an accident, it was not a mistake. He knew exactly intentional about this. And Jesus, his son was in perfect alignment with that will that his father had. And agreed to take on that assignment and become the ambassador of God to this world and preach a message so so lovingly and preach a message that had such conviction and wanted to shift their culture that they killed him for it but that death was not in vain because upon that cross he cried father forgive them they know not what they do But upon that cross, Jesus endured our shame. He endured our sorrow, our burdens, our sins, the things that we should be responsible for. It's called mercy. We should be held accountable. But God said, listen, I paid the price on the cross. And there's freedom today. And Jesus says, listen, it was a joy for me to go to that cross because I died a criminal's death for you. I was looked upon with scorn. I was looked upon with shame. I was died as a king. I died as a thief and so this morning I'm going to ask you this as they've both said and they both did the plea and I know it's getting to that time where the bellies are rumbling and stuff but for just a few moments could we honor the presence of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in this house and what he wants to do in your life this morning I'm just going to ask you to stand with me today. And I'm just going to take a few moments. You're in this house this morning and you know that's you. You know that, one, there's a shift that needs to take place in your life spiritually. You're here and you're not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, this church will never, ever look on you with shame. They will never look at you and say, oh, wow, how disgusting. No, they're going to clap. They're going to encourage. They're going to build. They're going to pour into you. They're going to love on you. And they're going to get you into a position where you're surrounded with other believers who are going to bring you to a point of growing you in your relationship with Christ. So You fight your battles too much alone. And this family will surround you, and they will envelop you, and they will love you through the process. And I guarantee you, if you heard some of the stories of this house, you'll say, wow, they're in Jesus? Yes, they're in Jesus. So this morning, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, but God says, listen, you need salvation. This is for you today. And you're here in this house this morning, you say, you know what? I'm hooked on stuff. I'm addicted. There's weights of these things that are besetting me and there's these things in my life I need to let go of this morning. And Jesus is saying, listen, I need you to look unto the author, the perfecter of your faith. He's the one who will work in you and through you to bring all things out for his glory. Amen. If you would just close your eyes just for a moment, I'm going to ask you this morning, you're in this house this morning and either of those things apply to you. You need salvation. And you're saying, listen, I want to lay things down this morning because they are a hindrance in my life. If that's you this morning, would you be willing to say yes and by raising your hand? Can you just raise it high this morning? Come on, just raise that hand high this morning and let the Holy Spirit see that work and he wants to do in your life this morning father we thank you so much that god you are such a good god that father you say that in romans 10 13 whoever calls upon the name of the lord they shall be saved father i thank you right now god for the guilt for the shame to be taken away in jesus name god i thank you for salvation to fall on people right now god God, hands were not raised but you know what that's okay because you know the purpose and the intentions of the heart, God, and you see the heart of the person today, God. And I pray right now, God, that they're not going to leave this place knowing that you don't love, that you love them, and they're going to know that you want a relationship with them, God. And, Father, just by confessing your name, believing in your name, believing that you came and died for them, and they would receive that, Father, they would find salvation. And, Father, I pray that you would eradicate shame and you would eradicate fear from the hearts of people right now, God. That, Father, they they would chase after you with a passion, with a fury, Lord Father God. Uh, The fire of the Holy Spirit would just consume them. That, God, we would be able to say, God, I can set aside the weights that so easily beset me, Lord Father God. And I can look to you who is the author and the perfecter of my faith. I do not have to walk this life alone. I do not have to walk in this place alone, Jesus. But, God, I know that you are there. But, God, I thank you for a church called Faith Renewed, 505 South Main Street, Malton, South Carolina, that loves people passionately, that wants to pour into them spiritually, that wants to bring them into a household, but they will receive the best that God has for them in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you right now that confessions would begin to happen, salvations would begin to happen. And God, those hearing this word today, those hearing this voice today, God, and what these two young preachers have said today, God, would acknowledge you, Lord Father God, and acknowledge the need, God, to grow deeper in their relationship with you. Father, it's a privilege, it's a joy.
0: Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.